Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, November the 14th, 2023, and this is the 32nd Tuesday in Ordinary Time. And our reading today, I believe, is from the gospel according to St. Luke. Yes, it is. I'm just pulling it up here. Jesus said to the apostles, who among you, <coughs> excuse me, who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink? You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. Sorry, that's my car beeping. So, this reading, I've only recently started to struggle with. <laughs> and the, the answer to so many things in the Christian life is always going to be finding the balance. The reason I've recently struggled with this reading is to say, I mean, and these are the words of Jesus, so I'm not in any way saying Jesus is wrong or anything like that. We're talking about wrestling, struggling, so that we fully incorporate Jesus's words, so that we fully understand and we fully uh, follow him 100%. When Jesus says, we should say we are unprofitable servants. Of course, then there's the rest of it. We have done what we were obliged to do. There's many things we are obliged to do. And I mean, we live in a day and age where we want to be rewarded for everything. Everybody gets a trophy, whether they've, you know, won or not. But there are so many things. And I'm thinking of a Chris Rock uh, skit. I think he was on Oprah Winfrey when he said this. He said, you got people that just want to be rewarded and congratulated. He's very funny, by the way. He said, people want to be congratulated for doing the things they're supposed to do. Like a lady will be like, oh, well, I raised my child. <laughs> well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to raise your child. Anyway, still, in the Lord, there is a balance insofar as, yes, we should have an attitude of humility. And I talk about this a lot, and there's so many quotes in the Bible about humility, um, and I think in particular about Mary's Magnificat. He will cast down the mighty from their thrones. And I think when she says that, well, what about the good kings? <laughs> and he will lift up the lowly. Well, what about the lowly that aren't nice people? It's, it's a point that's being made here that, and Jesus says it in a parable, we should seek the lowest seat and allow God to raise us up. I didn't have much trouble with this gospel reading in the past because I lacked self-esteem. And I thought of myself as the servant of Jesus and the servant of all because uh, that's all I deserve. That's all I get. I'm not worth any more than that. We all have our issues that we wrestle with in life. And as I grow in more and more into my own appreciation of being a child of God, um, I see the balance in this. What I see is like, no, with God's love, I'm a king. I'm a prince. Whatever you want to call it, we are royalty. 
because we're children of God. Yet, we still need to have the attitude of humility. We are God's children. We are also God's servants. And it is an honor to be God's servants. It's an honor to be the servant of other people because Jesus says, what you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you do for me. So it's an honor to be a servant across the board. And we should recognize ourselves as servants. And hey, if the Lord wants to draw us forward and give us special honors, well, that's great. That's great. That's up to the Lord. We shouldn't be seeking out the honors for ourselves. It goes back to Eve in the Garden of Eden, of course, Adam as well, uh, reaching out to the fruit because she's tempted by Satan to have something more than what she has, be greater than what she is. When in reality, a big part of the sin in the Garden of Eden is that, hey, the Lord had already given them everything and he was going to continue to give them more and more and more if they trusted him, if they followed him. What God gives is so much better than what the devil tempts us to take. And yet Adam and Eve, what did they do? They took, they reached out and took the thing that God did not want them to have. And perhaps it was just at that moment he didn't want them to have it. So ultimately, I mean, there's a balance. Just want to state that again to make sure it's stated. We should recognize with God, I am everything. I have everything. Without God, I am nothing. I have nothing. That's the best attitude to have. Um, but also just humility is truth. I'm thinking of different saints who said who they are and what they are at different moments. And it was about truth. It wasn't about, Hey, look at me. I'm better than you. It wasn't about, Hey, look at me. I'm a piece of garbage. It was just who I am in truth. And this is the message we constantly need to be reminding ourselves. I am God's son. I am God's servant. To be a servant of Almighty God is a great thing. Or even to say, I'm striving to be a good child of God. I'm striving to be a good servant because, man, I know I mess that up all the time. I try and and I'm not always a good servant to Almighty God. I'm not always a good son. I was just thinking of, for example, St. Maximilian Kolbe when he was at Auschwitz and a man was uh, pulled forward to be executed and he started to complain and he said, I have a wife and kids. I need to get back home. Please don't execute me. And the Nazi soldiers didn't care until Father Kolbe, Maximilian Kolbe stepped forward and said, I would like to take his place. And initially they were just furious. Who was this man stepping out in line? And they said, who are you? And he said, I'm a Catholic priest. And, you know, at that moment, (laughs) Father Colby, I mean, for us hearing that, he's my hero. Man, he's our hero. He's amazing. He's wonderful. He's awesome. He's a great saint, especially this past century. Yet, what does that expression mean? Well, it means different things to different people listening. To those of us now hearing him say that, we're like, darn right, he's a Catholic priest. He's a martyr, too. He's, He's awesome. To the Nazi soldiers, what they were hearing at that moment is, oh, you're even a greater piece of filth than these other people because you're a Catholic priest. And I'm sure Father Colby knew that when he identified himself as that, that they're going to hear that I am no good, I'm nothing, which actually for him, that helped him accomplish his goal of letting that other man go free. Such a powerful moment. I think of St. Therese at one point 
in her life, people were saying, oh, she's a living saint. And she made the comment at one point, yes, I'm going to be a saint. And I, I forget if she was questioned about it or not, but I mean, I know we've had uh, some commentary on that over the years and some discussions about it in faith circles. Her just having the humility to say, yes, this is true. It's it's not, she's not saying I'm better than you. She's not saying, hey, everybody, look at me. Look how great I am. She's just acknowledging, yes, <laughs> this is the case. It's true. Um, I think of when, this is a wonderful story, once again, about identifying who we are. And this man did it with humor, Pope John Paul II. When he visited St. Charles Seminary, Back, I believe it was 78 or 79. There's pictures of this. I think there's a video of this. By the way, the, the place where it took place, uh, St. Martin's Chapel, was just closed uh, three days ago for the for the final time. It was closed. It's being shut down and the property is being sold. It's very, very sad, very, very depressing. St. Martin's Chapel is incredible. It's a big, beautiful chapel. I've prayed in there many times myself. And the place is just amazing and beautiful artwork and architecture and statues and stained glass windows. And there's even little passageways that you can wander through and get lost. Um, anyway, when Pope John Paul visited Philadelphia back in the late seventies and he visited St. Charles seminary and he met with the seminarians and the place was packed and the news media was there and he was up front. He, I forget. I, I don't think it was mass. I think it was maybe evening prayer. Maybe it was morning prayer. And uh, he spoke to the seminarians. And then at the end of it, he said, now it is a tradition. I'm not going to do too much of this accent here, maybe a little bit because I can't help it. But he said, it's a tradition that when a bishop visits the seminary, he's allowed to give a day off. And they cheered and they cheered and they cheered and they said, two, two days off, two days off. And he said, okay, for you, I give two days off. And they started going three, three. He said, oh no, it has never been done that a bishop would give three days off. But then again, I am the Pope. <laughs> and he gave them three days off. And then they started yelling four. And he said, no, no, no. <laughs> but he used to say that from time to time, you know, oh, I am the Pope. <laughs> and he did it with humor. But he also, yes, he had that authority. No other bishop could give them three days off. But the whole world, the church throughout the world, owed our obedience to Pope John Paul. But yes, in a spirit of playfulness, in a spirit of kindness, he still emphasized, this is who I am. This is what I am. Now, what is the Pope? If the Holy Father, if you were to ask Pope John Paul, what does it mean to be the Pope? He would probably say, I am the servant of the servants of God. It is my job to serve, and I'm trying to be the best Pope that I can be. Later on in life, when he was suffering horribly, many people were calling for his resignation, and he said, no, this is the most important time for me to be the Pope. I can suffer for my church. I can suffer for the church. So he recognized his role as one of humility and service. So this is the goal for us, to recognize our role. And on the one hand, yes, to take the lowest place, to recognize the need for us to serve and that we still have so much more to do. None of us have done enough. That's why we're still here. We're not canonized yet. 
hopefully we all go to heaven. That's the goal, but we're not there yet. We need to recognize in humility our uh, obligation to serve. But at the same time, we do it with the dignity of the children of God. We recognize that, yes, I'm not just any old servant. I'm God's servant. God has chosen me. God has claimed me. I'm his child. And therefore, I am deserving of the greatest dignity, but I recognize my lowliness. We remember the words of the Blessed Mother once again. If I am lowly, God will raise me up. If I place myself high and above everyone else, God will take me down. Have a great day. God bless you.